Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. The title of the day's message is You Give Them Something to Eat. I am fired up about what I'm going to be sharing with you. I believe it's a real now message for all of us. And I pray over you that as you listen today, you'll have the spirit of revelation to hear personally from the Lord what he's highlighting in this season. You are important in what God is doing. Nobody can say it like you. Nobody has the history, unique gift mix that you have. And I just bless you with confidence, with breakthrough, with forward movement like never before. Now, I'm going to be reading out of Matthew 14, and it's the feeding of the 5,000. Verse 13, when Jesus heard it, he departed from there by a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. By the way, Jesus is moved with compassion for you and for what you're concerned about. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Hmm. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave it to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled, and they took up 12 baskets full of fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Now what hits me in this story is the logical thinking of Jesus' disciples was not Jesus' thinking concerning the need. They, they said, Jesus, send them away. And then, but Jesus said, you give them something to eat. <laughs> and that's really what God has empowered us to make a difference here on earth. God has empowered us to bring change to situations that seem impossible. And we can look around right now and look at so many needs where the need just seems to exceed the resources that we have, that we as a church have, that, and it looks so great. 
the needs of poverty, the needs of homelessness, the needs of uh, children who are in homes without fathers or who are orphans, or we, we look at the needs of concerning sex trafficking, the needs of political division, the need for integrity in, in government, the need for greater righteousness and morality. And the list, the list could go on about the needs. It, it looks overwhelming and you know, it, it's kind of like this story. It says it's late in the day, and and we feel like, hey, we we've just let's just leave, let's go. Let's. There's nothing we can do about it. But the Lord says to you, and He says to me, you give them something to eat. You make the difference. You you solve the problem that you see that seems so big. You solve it. <laughs> And, and what's so powerful about this is that sometimes we get neutralized, again, by feeling like the little bit that we can do will not make a difference. Now, I want to tell you, it will make a difference. And when we give God something to work with, when we give God something to work it's interesting that in this story, Jesus didn't create food out of thin air. The disciples said, this is what we have. And Jesus said, bring it to me. And when we bring it to Jesus, when we bring the, <laughs> the seemingly small amount that we have for a big need, he blesses it, he multiplies it, he does with it more than we think. Now, I want to give you... Six steps here, and I'll, I'll, I'll say them briefly, but six steps to give them something to eat. Six steps in making a difference in seemingly impossibly big problems. Number one is find a cause or purpose for your life. Find a cause. It may be more than one. Now, we can't commit ourselves to every need. We can't spread ourselves so thin that we're trying to solve every problem around us, every societal problem. We need to find, okay, Lord, what are you calling me to? I tell people this, how do we, when they ask, how do I know what I'm called to do? What's my purpose? Well, one way is, is what makes you cry? What makes you mad? What makes you say, why isn't the church or other people doing something about it? <laughs> Hello, you are the church. That, that's an indicator. Nehemiah, in Nehemiah 1, when he heard that the walls were down, he wept. It, it moved him. It moved him. And he said, I'm going to help fix that problem. What moves you? That's an indicator of a cause or purpose that you can give what seems small to make a big difference. Number two is identify what you have. The prophet Elisha asked the, the widow in 2 Kings 4, what do you have in your house? What do you have? She said, I have nothing except a little oil. Now, when we get into the, in the sphere under the influence of the prophetic, 
The prophetic helps take our eyes off of what we think we don't have to actually see what we do have. She already had the the answer to her problem. It seems small, but that was given to the prophet. The pro- well, the prophet gave her some instructions, and it multiplied. It multiplied to meet the need. So identify what you have uh, in, in skills, in possessions, in passions, money, in favor. Identify, I have this. I have favor with this group of people. I have this skill, a skill of encouragement, a skill of writing, a skill of uh, whatever it is. Identify it. Number three is dedicate those things to the Lord. Dedicate what you have to the Lord. Colossians 3.23 says, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Dedicate it to the Lord. Dedicate what you have to Him. Dedicate your house to the Lord. Say, God, I give you this house. I dedicate it for your glory. Dedicate your possessions. Dedicate your skills. Dedicate your passions. The the hobbies that you have. And say, God, for your glory, I I give this. And and, and then I, I give you this concerning the purpose and cause that's on my heart. Use these things for that. Number four, get a plan and move forward. Get a plan. Despise not the day of small beginnings. <laughs> get a plan. Do something. It doesn't matter how small it is. Start, just say, Lord, how can I move forward in making a difference to help fix this thing, this problem. And Exodus 14, 15, the children of Israel are on the edge of the Red Sea. They are, they're past. The Egyptians is catching up with them. Their future's blocked. God says, why are you crying out to me? Tell my people to move forward. My forward movement in life causes Red Seas to part. As we start moving forward, then, then there's momentum that brings spiritual breakthrough in, in our moving forward. Number five is partner with others. Whatever your passion, your cause, the passions that you have, the purposes, whatever the thing is that you say, I'm going to help fix that thing, partner with others. Jesus sent them out two by two in Luke 10 because there's something about synergizing with other people who have the same passion. And then number six is attach faith. Attach faith to what you're doing. Attach faith. You say, Lord, I give this to you. I give this to you. And, and, and I believe it's making a difference. It's part of a bigger plan of what you're doing. And And I just know, you know, every great thing has a small beginning. Nothing great starts big. It always starts with an idea. It always starts with somebody uh, bringing their resources that seem small into the mix. Uh, it, it, It starts with dedicating it to the Lord by partnering with other people, moving forward, 
And in believing, it's making a difference. Those who believe they're significant are significant. Again, as a younger leader, I said, Lord, I can't wait until I do something great. He said, instead of waiting to do something great, why don't you attach great faith to what you're doing right now? Now, many right now are neutralized. Many are overwhelmed by the bigness of the problems. But I'm not talking to people who are neutralized. I'm talking to people who are moving forward in their life because I'm talking to hope people. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I and we have the power to help make it so. That's what hope is all about. And hope causes us, it gets us moving. It gets us believing that we can make a difference. We can make things better. And this this story in, in Matthew 14, the disciples say, Jesus, send them away. It's getting late. <laughs> and Jesus says, you give them something to eat. You. I'm going to partner with you. What do you got? Well, we don't have much. Just a little fish, some loaves. That's enough. That's enough. And you may feel, wow, maybe it's, maybe it's a big need in your family. Maybe it's a big need financially that somebody has. Maybe it's corruption that you see it's around you. It's so big. But you give them something. You give God something to work concerning that problem. And he's going to multiply it, and there's going to be things left over. My, oh, my. That gets me excited today. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And you know what I wanted to do before I, I close? And one of my team members and I were, Will, he's helping me just put together quotes from Wendy and I. And it's been really fun because we've really worked um, through the years, Wendy and I, to have quotes that we repeat over and over again in podcasts, when we preach, when we write. And just some of them, let me just give you a few quotes, and these aren't even connected so much with each other. Some are. Repentance is not an event, it's a lifestyle. We are not done repenting in an area until we have glistening hope concerning the area we're repenting in. We get saved by believing in Jesus. We get free by believing like Jesus. I'm not into positive thinking. I'm into biblical optimism. Increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. Decreasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies instead of truth. Our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. A chronic lack of joy is a representation of an incomplete God encounter. People won't mind you moving their dirt as long as they know you believe there's gold in them and you are looking for the gold in them. 
People say, how can I learn to prophesy? I say, become the most encouraging person you know and ask Holy Spirit to infuse your encouragement with his life. Life is in the power of the tongue. We can't change our life without changing how we talk. <laughs> Those are a few. Hey, just a couple things I want to mention here. Our, our, my new book is out, Igniting Joy in 40 Days. I love that book. It is powerful. You go after joy. Joy is one-third of the kingdom. That book will convince you why joy is one-third of the kingdom because when you pursue joy, Biblical joy, it's going to cause you to grow up. It's going to cause you to get rid of some bad beliefs. It is, it's a good one. It's available on Amazon right now. Hey, I'm going to be traveling. I'll be in Fremont, California here on Sunday. Coming in a week and a half from when I'm recording this in the middle of April. Uh, in May, I'm going to be... In, in Concord, California, I will be in uh, the Buffalo, New York area. June, I'm going to be in Las Cruces. I think I said that right. New Mexico, in the Netherlands. And so you can go to our website, ignitinghope.com. Find the itinerary there. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter, We'd love for you to do that. I release a blog every Monday that's usually connected with the podcast. And we welcome those of you who are watching the podcast on our YouTube channel, Igniting Hope YouTube. You can watch it there. Love that. We have a whole bunch of other content there on Igniting Hope YouTube. You can find us Igniting Hope Instagram, Igniting Hope Facebook. Amen. You know, we love igniting your hope here at Igniting Hope. Because <laughs> there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope's an unstoppable force. If something's going to change, somebody has hope. Somebody believes the future will be better than the present, and they have the power to help Make it so our hope level determines our influence level. And he who has the most hope has the most influence. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. For pretty much everybody listening today. Today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> you know, I've never really found a, a, a good time to, a convenient time to radically renew my minds or to radically walk in joy. There's always seems to be a reason why now is not a good time. Battling personal weaknesses, frustrated with myself in areas, the frust I'm disappointed with what's happening with relationship, people, family uh, situations. Uh, financial stress, hearing negative news in the media, or just even people that we know things that are happening in their lives. There always seems to be a reason. But I need joy now. A merry heart is good like medicine. For me to be emotionally, physically strong, spiritually strong, a merry heart 
is key. And the laugh, we have to let go of something. Laughter is a powerful spiritual weapon because to laugh, we have to let go of something. Laughter, when we're able to laugh at the lies that create our negative strongholds, we start to disempower them. And so we can increase in joy through thanksgiving. Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a gate into so many things, so many things that we want to enter into in life, so many things that we want to experience will be the gate to those things is thanksgiving. And joy is one of them. Because when we focus more on what we have than don't have, it creates joy. When, when we do that, it, it's powerful. And another key for walking in the joy of the Lord is Psalm 37, verse 4, where it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I just did a recent YouTube broadcast on delighting in the Lord. It is really, I got so excited teaching that. And if you want more on that, you can find that on YouTube, delighting in the Lord. But it says, delight in the, yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. The delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires. That's the, that's the context. That's the circumstance. All of us have unfulfilled desires. All of us have outcomes that we want to see happen that haven't happened. All of us want to see prayers uh, answered that haven't yet been fully answered or manifested in, in our, our, our sight or our experience. And it's the delighter that's delighting. And, you know, the, the delighter's mantra is this. Woohoo! Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this situation. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this area of my life. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this family situation. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in our nation. And I teach a lot about the difference between faith and hope. And I'll just say this, that when we don't, faith people who do not have hope have a very difficult time overcoming disappointment. Because faith is very general. Faith says, this is going to happen. Hope says, I don't know what's going to happen, but good things are coming. And faith people without hope tend to carry around, a, or who have limited hope, tend to carry around a spirit of heaviness. And there's the belief of subconscious belief system that they cannot live until a certain thing happens, until a certain outcome happens, until a certain thing that they want to desire happens. But faith people with hope are delighters. They break off the spirit of heaviness while they're waiting. And they really have the attitude, even if that doesn't happen, I'm going to thrive. Because faith people who have hope have multiple options. They see multiple options of how God can fulfill their life and their purpose in life. But faith people that hope have limited options. So we delight. Wow, wow, wow. And you know, if you've been listening to my podcast and you stay with me to the end, you know what's coming right now. <laughs> it's the five-second prayer. And I do this to model for you 
that attaching faith to five seconds of prayer is more powerful than 30 minutes of prayer where faith is not attached. And I've been having you pray for igniting hope, and we feel your prayers so much. We feel your prayers. We are just so blessed. And, you know, some of the things that you can pray about for us is we're doing the Abounding Hope and Joy Conference April 28th and 29th here in Redding, California. It's not too late if you live outside the area to still plan to come. If you live in the Redding area, consider coming. If you can't afford it, let us know. Email us at info at ignitinghope.com. That's happening. You can pray about that. I've also, I work at Bethel Church in the Bethel Leaders Network Department. And the weekend before, February, excuse me, April 19th through 21st, we are having the Bethel Leaders Network Summit in Reading at Bethel Church. It's going to be great. You can find Bethel Leaders Network. Just, just Google that, and you can find info about that. But I'm going to be speaking there, our team. It's going to be great. I uh, love prayer on that. So that, or just pray for Wendy and I or our team. Yes, let's take five seconds of prayer. Thank you so much for praying for us. Amen, amen. Just thank him right now. Use thank you to water the prayers you pray. Just say thank you, Lord, for what you're doing specifically. And we feel your prayers. We appreciate it so much. And we appreciate also those who have sowed financially into Igniting Hope through our website, ignitinghope.com. And that just means so much to us. I have such a goal to give away books, so many books this year, give people free courses, other, other ways. And you've been helping us to do that. That's such a blessing. Hey, we've got some things coming up that are going to be exciting. So if you do want to hear more from us, you can go to ignitinghope.com, sign up for our weekly newsletter, we're going to share some things that are going to be happening soon that are really, really we're looking forward to. All right. Hey, a uh, couple prophetic words that I'm hearing. I'm hearing that the Lord is going to speak to you through Philippians chapter 3, and specifically verses 12 through 14, that the God's going to just explode those verses to you uh, in a fresh way. I'm hearing that for long-standing issues, the Lord's going to give a new idea concerning how to approach that, how to approach that. I'm also hearing that there's breakthrough in the state of Massachusetts and Montana, that there, there's a breakthrough for in those states, those of you who live there or connected to people, that and, and finally, I'm hearing that there's a gift of encouragement that's going to manifest through you at even a greater level in this season of encouraging people, uh, of telling people what they're doing right and why you appreciate it and how much you do. All right. Thanks so much for joining me on this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. 
And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, we have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.